0: Get in the know, stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company.
1: Justin, you guys are two and five
2: in the red zone. Do you feel like when the offense did get down there, that you were pressing too much, or is it just a matter of it's a condensed space
1: and defenders are playing you differently? Um, I think we should, you know, be more aggressive. Uh, when we get when we get down there, as soon as we get down there. Uh, but, you know, I'm not the one calling the plays. Uh, I'm just here to do my job and do what's told to me. Uh, but, you know, we, we can't get down in the red zone that many times and come out with three points.
0: Well, welcome into Purple Daily, day after the Vikings have lost to the Rams. Uh, Zolgad and Declan Goff, executive producer and co-host Mackey, is out today. Uh, but that does not mean there is any lack of um, Vikings controversy to talk about because that comment in, in his postgame press conference uh, by Justin Jefferson about the Vikings red zone issues 205 yesterday uh, was just one of a few that he made about the team, about the fact that he felt they weren't um, uh didn't have a sufficient amount of juice going into what was really a must-win game in which they held the seventh and final playoff seat in the conference. Uh, the fact that he doesn't call the plays, uh, which is which is very much code for I don't like how the plays are being called, but I don't call said plays. Clint Kubiak does. And Justin Jefferson is, tw- is Declan 22. He's a well-reasoned young man. I don't think he comes off, at least at this point in time, publicly like a receiver at all, like he is competitive as hell. He knows how to win, but you don't get the diva stuff. And no. and I mean, I liked Diggs, and Diggs is a super smart dude. But even he like sort of trended a little bit at times, and, and then a lot towards the end, towards the diva um, confidence thing. Which, by the way, just to defend receivers a bit, is necessary for lots because like their livelihood is controlled by the quarterback who has the football. So like the fact that receivers personality wise are so often alike is not surprising, but Jefferson to me is a far more comes across as a far more laid back reasoned, not, you know, it's me, me, me type of guy, but that's what makes these comments to me. So intriguing because they aren't said like with anger, they aren't said with, uh, you know, with a fire of "Oh my God, he's mad," but I think when he talks the way that he did after the loss to the Rams on Sunday, you need to listen. Yeah, and here's my question, and I'll ask you first, and I've got some opinions on this as as well. Um, but what is your level of concern when you hear Justin Jefferson? Uh, question his teammates uh intensity which was correct question play calling and basically probably gl- probably get as close to a meltdown as he can possibly get which is not the traditional oh my god this guy went off post game
2: uh level of concern 10 being the most concerned 1 being none at all um i i'm actually only at like a 5 uh because number 1 i i, I like that he's being honest and he's not going about it in a negative way like Diggs did i could even make an argument that Thielen is more of a diva than justin jefferson is um Thielen, as, as we've seen for years will throw hissy fits in the sidelines like he was frustrated yesterday because of his injury and i'm sure also because of the season and everything that that was coming down to it and, and he was clearly upset not being 100% yesterday, and I get that. But I can make a case that Adam Thielen acts more like a diva than Justin Jefferson, and, and just like Stefan Diggs did, he is. He, he can absolutely act like that. But Justin Jefferson's right and was accurate in, in, in his state. Like, when we looked at what Stefan Diggs did when he exited here, I think in the grand scheme of things, he was correct, but just the way he went about it wasn't the best way to do it. Even Jimmy Butler, to agree with the Timberwolves. Jimmy Butler was a complete asshat about the situation but his grand scheme, the point of what he was trying to say was right. He just went about it in in an immature way. Um, Jefferson isn't going about this in an immature way but he is a essentially NFL historically a gifted wide receiver. He just passed OBJ for that big record in in a shorter amount of time and he's a championship winner from LSU and he's put together two amazing seasons and it's honestly all for nothing right i mean they're, they if if they're not going to make the playoffs this year i know like statistically he's a, he's a very proud of those stats and i i applaud him for being proud of those stats but he recognizes that he's a dynamic player and it's kind of being wasted here when they get down to the red zone five times they only come away with what 10 points so it it it's an unfortunate situation that jefferson has found himself in but in terms of like my level of concern i i'm actually i'm very lukewarm like i i'm i'm just at 5 right now cuz i think it's still early but I think the Wilfs and management need to recognize that we can't have this happen again to us, which has happened to us already, not just with Diggs, but with Randy Moss, with Percy. I think those guys are much more, all those guys involved, Diggs, Moss, Percy, are much more um, about a me type than Jefferson is. And Jefferson, even though he's a younger pup, seems honestly much more humble than those four guys ever were and, and seems a little bit more self-aware, I think is probably the better uh, way, way to phrase that. But mm-hmm. I, I'm not I'm not concerned yet. I personally am at like a five on that level of one to ten scale.
0: And yeah, so the, so in the in the uh, red zone on Sunday, the Vikings were two of five. They they I believe also kicked two field goals. They had uh, off of Stafford's three picks, including two by bar that they got deep in Rams territory, ten points, not fourteen. Uh, so Jefferson's frustration is well placed. I saw tweets last night saying essentially what you just said, which is, uh-oh, here we go again. It's Diggs, it's Moss. The Moss thing was different, but, you know, it's Diggs. It's it's another disgruntled receiver, and, and you know, it's only a matter of time now before JJ's like, get me out. Here's why I'm not concerned. Because Jefferson's words are the latest step towards change. The diggs thing was you literally, and this can be debated. But in the case, Declan of Stefan Diggs, you picked Zimmer and his team and said Diggs is gone. Because what Stefan Diggs wanted was correct. What Stephon Stefan Diggs was basically saying, modernize the offense. And they're like, no, no, no. This is how we play Vikings football. And they they elected to, and it worked out great. I mean, it's one I mean, Jefferson's fantastic, so it worked out just fine, but they elected to sever ties with Diggs. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson should never, and I don't think that he will, get to the point of I want out. Because the people who he is frustrated about, rightfully so, are going to be gone. So like if this ever gets to well, you know, let's just leave Mike and Rick in place and they'll leave Kirk in place. And now JJ's like, what are you doing? I'm gone. That's ownership's fault. And I do not see them doing that. And so what I think is the big difference here is Jefferson, what he said post-game, very rationally, very eloquently, and very correct can be put into to what I've been, Talking about for a month now, which is the big case file of when you fire Zimmer, right? You're like, "Hey, Mike, here's why." Push, push several sheets across the table at Mike, including one in, in which Jefferson is saying, "What are we doing here?" So I'd be much more concerned if this was, well, Mike is going to be around for three more years. Justin, suck it up, because then he might be like, uh no, dudes, I'm gone." Trade, yeah, me. but I'm not yeah. concerned ab- about that that being said i do think the most important thing is change is necessary so i am not saying i'm not concerned it's going to work itself out i'm saying i'm not concerned i'm confident that the right people are going to be replaced and and that it might work it might not but justin jefferson is going to get a fresh opportunity as a mm-hmm. viking mm-hmm. to do what he wants to do and i believe if i'm not mistaken in five red zone trips on Sunday against the Rams decks, I believe Justin Jefferson was the target of one pass. Yeah, Not sufficient. Not That's no. not going to work.
2: And and we'll get into our pie trader blame here in just a second. But I, And a lot of that falls on play calling and the identity of this team. And if, if the Vikings are going to be successful in 2022 and you also don't want to alienate your star wide receiver, well, the, the evidence is to embrace your damn offense and to embrace Justin yes. Jefferson and to embrace it. And I know that sounds rhetorical, yes. but... Uh, unfortunately this team has not grasped that point. point five trips to the red zone yesterday like you said one target how the hell are we giving the ball to alexander madison three or four times well, I'm, I'm getting ready worked up for pie chart and that pass that
0: that pass in the flat to M- madison uh which was a weird looking pass that was going nowhere and i believe was was just broken up what the hell was that right. so that's a great point um before we do pie chart Play the Kirk clip, too, because I think the Kirk response to Jefferson – like, here's Justin, sort of for for him, you know, being as forthright as he can be, right? Here's how Kirk responded when he talked after after Jefferson did about the same thing.
1: Justin Jefferson was just saying he thought there was a lack of energy from the team kind of when he got here at the start of the game. Anything you can put a finger on whether that was the case or not?
0: You know, we're playing a division leader at home. Uh, I think you just got to bring your own energy by making plays. We just have to find ways to,
1: uh, you know, start fast and 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 create that energy. So, um, yeah.
0: <laughs> he's the corporate quarterback. Yes, he yeah, is. That Kirk was... Cousins is the corporate quarterback. Every answer is the same. It's a, I it's mean, a
2: PR. It's a, literally like a, a yeah. press release. Like, he's he's reading off for being
0: It never ends. It, it never ends. Like, there's nothing there is it, the words don't offend me nearly as much as the lack of any fire yeah
2: like just say it like you mean it and and kirk kirk's right like if they came out and made big plays then the fans will gravitate the team will gravitate towards it that's accurate dude like that but that's that's unsaid that that should go unsaid
0: do you know what the problem is dex and i mean this sincerely kirk cousin's answered that question and a lot of questions like I do when people say, hi, hello, there's no sincerity whatsoever. No,
2: there is no sincerity. Like I know there's you.
0: nothing like Justin Jefferson for him is bringing it right. Like he's being calm, but he's bringing it. Like he's mm-hmm. telling you what he thinks. We got to do this. We should do that. And and the quarterback is asking your star receiver basically said this. And he's like, yeah, um, you know, you got to br- bring it yourself. Okay. Not. Yeah, he's right. We should have brought it. We had, to, anyway. All right, let's move on. to it. Because I'm, I'm sure there's plenty more pie chart of blame. Now on Mecky and Judd. This chart makes it as clear as I can to you. The pie chart of blame. you want to blame somebody? Yeah! All
2: right, Judd's all good.
0: All right, Judd's de- all good. I have my pie chart right here. Okay. Full disclosure, good. my mm-hmm. entire file blew up. And so I've had to recreate my pie. I did the pie chart last night. I did all my notes last night, and I called them up t- today on my uh, Gmail, and it's all gibberish. So I have had to recreate the pie here. I have had to you, go
2: back into t- the kitchen this morning and and remake your the- pie. Your pie spoiled. You had a spoiled pie. Yeah, but how did that happen? I have no idea how that happened. You 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 know what happened? And this happens in my fridge. I've woken up. I've had this problem. The seal. You gotta check the seal on that fridge, man. God, it wasn't sealed all the way. It came out in a little bit. Your your six pack of Surleys were pushing against the fridge. I've had to, I I've had this happen numerous times. When you put yep. your six pack of Surleys in there, and right before we get to the pie chart, to blame Judd Zolgad, yep. what did you have to cook up, and what did you have to uh, sip on as you had to recreate that no, pie chart?
0: That's right, It's right here. It's right here. God, I'm your favorite beer. My fa- favorite beer, Surly Furious IPA. And that's right. I mean, and and we will get to the to the. Surly, You Must Be Furious, um, post-game preach as well. And since we're plugging things, don't forget the show also presented by our friends at TCL TV. Enjoy more with TCL TV. Um, In in fact, plenty of great sports action over this long two-week stretch, including the Winter Classic on Saturday that you should be watching on a TCL TV. All right. Time for my pie chart of blame. I will start at the bottom and work my way up, because that's just how we do things here right. on Purple Daily. 10% pieces, equal shares, go to the special teams. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? A punt return for a touchdown? That You're within three points. Like, you finally have some momentum building back up. Right, Declan Goff? Mm-hmm. And you give up – you give up uh, – On a day that Greg Joseph doesn't miss a field goal or extra point, you give up a punt return for a touchdown down the sideline? I mean, come on. 10% special teams, come on down. Grab your slice of pie. Might be slightly too small. 10% offensive line. Aaron Donald is all world. I put the field glasses from the press box on Donald yesterday and watched him exclusively as much as possible moving up and down the line and making people look foolish. It it looked like at times the Vikings linemen were playing what I referred to as the cone game cuz they were like cones and Donald would just sort of shove the cones aside and all they could do was hope to get in the way. That being said, this is the National Football League last time I checked. You should be more than a cone. You should actually be a blocker. The offensive line, the interior, is not sufficient. And you can start Mason Cole, Ole Udo, Garrett Bradbury. You can shuffle them around. You can do whatever you want. It's not good enough. 10% offensive Mm -hmm. line. 10% Kirk Cousins. Cousins Stans will pull out the game book and tell Judd to shut up. And they will tell Judd, while opening up, the game book. At least the old school Cousin stands. What do, What more do you want? It's 27 to 38, 315 yards. A touchdown, a pick. But a 93.6 rating. What more do you want, Judd? And I will then flip to the first half summary and say, here's what I don't want. You Cousin Stan, you. I don't want 11 of 16, 89 yards, an interception, and a 56.5 rating. That's what I don't want. When it mattered in the first half, Kirk Cousins was not good. 10%. 10%. Okay. Small chunk yeah, of class. Little okay. Little We're up to 30%. Because yep. now there's some big heaping help and slices that I've had to re-cook this morning. In fact, I might put a dollop of ice cream or whipped cream on these.
1: All right. I like
2: that.
0: 20% Rick Spielman. You built this mess. You built this, this dysfunctional group. You're the guy who claims that he's got all of these psychological studies that you do on players that when you're going to draft a player you have 18 guys and gals coming in and evaluate their their um smarts and their personalities and yet this team does not work i mean i'm not even getting into the fact that jeff gladney got himself into enough legal trouble in the spring that he was released in training camp and yes justin jefferson was a first-round pick in 2020, but so was Jeff Gladney. And he's not on your team. I'm not even getting into that. I'm getting into the just overall dysfunction of Justin Jefferson showing up in the locker room and saying, we're in a playoff spot and you guys are acting like this? That's a massive problem. That's roster construction of humans gone wrong. 20%. Rick, I could go on. I won't. 25%. To the man who didn't have this team prepared mike zimmer mike zimmer man you are you are basically giving the wolves a reason on a far too consistent basis to make a change how is your team not prepared and don't tell me well the fans weren't i don't care about the fans you are in the final playoff spot you have a chance to grab it by the throat a stranglehold declan a stranglehold and you come out and play like that, against the team that wants to give you that game, Um, I'm sorry, not sufficient. This league is not that good. You could have won that game, and quite frankly, when you have lost the amount of one-score games decks that this team has, it long ago stopped being bad luck, and it started to be a problem that you are causing, that you have to look at. 25% to them. And... 25% to an offshoot of what Zim thought and Spielman thought they had fixed the run defense. Mm-hmm. My god. It is your good fortune Vikings that Sean McVay thought I'm going to have Bradford pass a lot still or Bradford Stafford pass a lot still. I think Matthew Stafford can pass a lot. Sony Michel and the Rams run game which by the way keep in mind Andrew Whitworth, their outstanding 40-year-old left tackle, was out because of COVID. Their center got hurt in, like, the first quarter. That Mm -hmm. line was depleted. And they still opened up gaps for Sony Michel? I mean, yes, it wasn't as bad as the Saints game a year ago on Christmas Day because that was atrocious, but it was embarrassing. There used to be a time, Dex, as you know well, when running on this team was incredibly difficult. Linval Joseph himself... And, you know, I keep hearing these excuses about, well, guys are out and – well, no, I'm sorry. If Dalvin Tomlinson is playing and Michael Pierce is playing and Kendricks are playing, going up the A-gap should not be that simple. And it's not like every run was to the far outside. A few were, but come on. So, anyway, 25% run defense, 25% the head coach Mike Zimmer, 20% Twenty percent Rick Spielman, ten percent offensive line, ten percent Captain Kirk Cousins, and ten percent goes to the special teams. That is my reconstructed pie chart. Oof. All
2: right, Hold I have on. four. I have I have four you chunks. You didn't tie of me, pie.
0: Declan. You didn't tie me.
2: I did. I'm sorry. There is there is there. I, we're not at the full strength. We're going oh, to you're time not gonna do it? Okay. Not going to do right. it. You had to make two pies. I'm not. I'm not doing two ovens. You know, they're, they're, is it conventional? Is it standard? Is it in the air fryer? You know, I, I don't know what ovens we're using. Um, right. so, so I, I have four chunks of pie and by the way, uh, before I get into my pie chart of, uh, of blame here for the loss of the Rams, uh, be sure to check out Lewis Black off the rails at Mystic Lake Casino, uh, this February, February 12th, 2022 and 8 PM show Lewis Black, one of the funniest guys around, uh, go check that out. We're uh, giving away or not giving away, but we are, we are sponsoring a, a little event here, uh, with Mystic Lake. So if you want to see Lewis Black, one of the funniest dudes around, go check him out at Mystic Lake nice um my pie chart four pieces of pie very similar to yours i will start with 20 percent to the run defense now the run defense was horrible it's been bad all season they gave up 159 yards rushing yesterday to the rams it's been a sieve they've they've spent a lot of money on trying to fix that this offseason um but even though you were being gashed by Sony Michelle, the Rams were still electing to pass. The Rams were still throwing interceptions. The Rams basically gave you every opportunity to still win the game despite them running all over you for 160 yards. So it's a chunk of pie. It deserves blame, but it, it's not my biggest chunk of pie for the reason you actually lost that game. Deserves being pointed out, but for me, just 20% uh, to the run defense. I'll also throw 20% on the quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, it, this is a classic Kirk box score game. 27 to 38, 315, a touchdown, did throw another interception, and a 93.6 traditional passer rating. But Kirk had every opportunity to still, again, dagger that game because the Rams are begging the Vikings to win it. He led, he led drives down to the red zone, and for whatever reason, he's throwing horrible passes across his body. The one to Jefferson was atrocious. Um, And he still defended the reason why he tried to do that in his post-game presser yesterday. And if you're just looking at QBR, which is the ESPN version of passer rating, which takes in more context, Kirk actually had a lower quarterback rating than Matthew Stafford did yesterday. So in terms of the the quarterback rating, Kirk had a 36.4 QBR. Matthew Stafford had 38.4. So this is where we have to differ what stats are actually matter because kirk actually from the qbr standpoint of espn played worse than matthew stafford now i test wise wow. i can tell you right now stafford played worse that that like I, I won't even hide from that stafford looked worse than kirk cousins yesterday um but kirk had every right to still win the game and for whatever reason over these last five games and i think some of my pie chart of blame has to deal with that as well he just hasn't been the same he got this. Has been polar opposite. Usually, Kirk in his Vikings tenure has gotten off to poorest starts, and then has been able to rebound for so some crack second half. Were fine. Yeah, he said and I was crack fine. He
0: was fine. No problem. Completely at all. Okay,
2: completely okay. But he he did wow. not have a good day. To me, he didn't have a good day. Uh, so he gets twenty percent of the blame. Not the biggest chunk of pie, but he deserves okay. blame. Okay. Uh, the next two chunks of my pie are equal parts. But I will start with thirty percent on Clint Kubiak. Even though I blame the quarterback um, for some of the blame, I think Kubiak deserves more. Uh they orchestrated some nice drives, but in the red zone, for you to only target Justin Jefferson the one time. You're literally running when the defense knows you're gonna run. Like if you had Dalvin Cook, I could maybe understand the 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 need to run the football a little bit more. But Alexander Madison who's a nice serviceable back is not the same back as Dalvin Cook. So why are you treating Alexander Madison like he is Dalvin Cook, you know? Yeah, that's so, how they
0: do things, damn it, Deckling it off. That's how they it do is. things.
2: Back to fundamentals and back to all this stuff. Like, Clint Kubiak deserves blame, I think, more than Kirk does um, for the offensive scheme that that was cooked up yesterday against the Rams at home. So, actually, I'll, I'll throw 30% on the young quarterback, uh, a coordinator, excuse me, in Clint Kubiak. And then the, my final chunk of pie, which is also still equal to the offensive line. line was terrible yesterday. Uh, the combination, oh, oh, I didn't even know Ole Udo. Just the poor guy never stood a chance. There was the play, I believe, in the first or second quarter Aaron Donald just said, "Excuse me," like literally brushed him aside and, and shoved up yeah. Alexander Madison for a loss of four. Yeah,
0: he's just a he just literally said no. Nope. He gets and was like, "No, goodbye." Move aside. Yeah, that, that's exactly what what he did. It's so fun to watch. He's yeah, so he is.
2: He's damn good. I'll say that. Even though like I don't, I would prefer him not but, to play. I'm glad he doesn't play the Vikings twice a year. But but but, right here but yeah, he had glasses. the binocs? He Had the Knox Good for I you. Real glasses on him. Yeah. Great. And Garrett Bradbury was pushed around. Uh, oh, Brian yeah. O'Neill was meh it just it, they had no shot against that line and that's to my point of yes kirk wasn't perfect yesterday he had his moments where he could have won the game but in my opinion yep. uh kubiak and the offensive line are are more of the blame than that that's on the quarterback and i think a lot of our fans would even say oh my god you're actually not blaming kirk no i'm still blaming kirk but it's accurate to say that the offensive line's performance yesterday was putrid. The play calling was worse than what Kirk was able to do yesterday. I mean, Kirk was running out bootlegs like crazy and having to run and scramble for yards because well, no was one was afraid. getting open. He had he was going to get tackled.
0: Well, he was going to get killed. Yeah. Like, like he was... He he knew before that, that game, and this is a Kirk thing, he knew that if he didn't roll and run... Aaron Donald was going to annihilate him. He's gonna kill him. So, yeah, he was going to kill. Oh, yeah. He he was done there. So, j- just to go back on uh, Stafford briefly, his traditional passer rating, Declan, 46.8. Yeah. 46.8. Mm-hmm. I defy somebody to find the last That's time right. the Vikings lost a game to a quarterback with the traditional rating that bad. 46.8 yeah. is beyond putrid.
2: Yeah, it's pretty bad. But um,
0: the QBR thing is interesting. I didn't realize that.
2: Yeah, so the if QBR takes in which takes in more of context, it's a one to one hundred scale. Yeah. Um yeah, Cousins was actually two points worse Ooh. than Matthew Stafford, who was who threw three picks yesterday. Oh, three Matthew picks and underthrow I, I mean sixth. he he was he was terrible yesterday. Cam um, Banford
0: dropped that ball, damn it.
2: It's true. So uh, my four chunks of pie, my pie chart to blame, 20% to the run defense, 20% to Kirk Cousins, 30% to Clint Kubiak, and 30% to the offensive line.
0: Fair enough. There's so much. You, you could slice this pie up differently every time. Like, that, that's how bad. Because th- the thing about this is, this game was there for the taking. They literally were like, hey, take this game. Stafford was awful. He was awful. I saw him play better games against the Vikings in that building at times with the Lions than that piece of crap. It, it's, it's unbelievable. His throws were off. They were low. They were high. They were, um, you know, that first pick by Barr, the second one got tipped. The first pick by Barr, he's literally rolling out and decides what the hell and just lofts it up. That's
2: a terrible pass. Can I also say, just as another nitpick, and I know we don't do nitpicks after losses, yeah. but right all, the TV graphics, and this is classic television press release stats that absolutely just infuriate me. Well, Anthony Barr only had three career interceptions in his first 90 games. He pulled down two yesterday. Of course he is. He's a damn linebacker. He's not going to pick off passes all the damn time. Yes, it's cool. He got two interceptions yesterday. It's not a cool stat to bring up in the first 95 games that he only has three interceptions. That's a He's not someone up. who gets turnovers. You buffoons. It's a linebacker. Of course he doesn't have turnovers. That'd be like bragging that Linval Joseph had two picks in a game. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I can believe it. I can totally believe it. Ah, it, like your cool, it set me there. off. I'm well, sorry. The
0: fir- and, and the first one was this irresponsible, terrible pass. It's not like he played great coverage. And the second one, I believe, was a Dalvin Tomlinson tip. So, yeah, he got fortunate. And good for him. That's awesome. But, yeah, you're right. It's like, oh, my God, he's oh, an wow. interception oh. machine now. He's unbelievable. Um, before we, we get to Surly, you must be fair. He sponsored by our friends, of course, at Surly Brewing, which I like to call the postgame preach. Declan, can you play the clip that we played on Mackie and Judd from Justin Jefferson? talking about the lack of intensity coming into that game.
2: Yeah, I can cue this up here quickly. Okay. Yeah, it it, it Justin Jefferson and a lot of other fans kind of had, had this mindset as well. That, I mean, it was flat yesterday. It was the day after Christmas. Um, but then did that kind of carry over basically with the players? And here's what Justin Jefferson had to say. I was say.
1: telling the, the guys that we, was, we came out way too slow. Um, you know, we didn't have any energy the first quarter. Uh, so... Um, I don't really know. Got to look at the film to see, uh, you know, who did what, what plays we were calling, and, you know, who was open, but I'm not really sure. Hey, Justin, why do you think that was, just a lack of energy? Say it again? Why do you think that was, that lack of energy you're talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I felt it as soon as I came into the locker room. You know, I was, you know, trying to pick up the guys, everything, but it still came out slow, still. You know, didn't come out with that energy that we needed to, especially with this type of team.
0: Thank you, Declan. And now it is time for off of that point from Justin Jefferson. Surly, you must be furious, a.k.a. the post game preach, a.k.a. the Surly sermon. What I would like to do today is I would like to come in support of J.J. right there because this young man at the tender age of 22 was more honest, forthcoming, and helpful, helpful being the key word, than anybody else on his team yesterday. And I don't mean because he's a good player. That's important. But I mean because of what he said. And he didn't say it with anger. And he didn't say it with venom. And he didn't say it in a way where you said, oh, God, he wants a trade. At least not yet. The way he said it is this. I'm 22. I'm a star player, which he is. Can't debate that. He's a star athlete. And he knows what the face of winning looks like. And he knows that his team went into Sunday's game with an opportunity. And the sermon here is when you have an opportunity, no matter how fleeting it might seem, and in this case, because there are now seven seeds in each conference, undeserving it might seem, that opportunity must be grasped and run with. Every chance you get, because opportunities to make the playoffs, if you're an athlete, don't come around every year. And the Vikings had that chance. And I don't care if it was the day after Christmas or Christmas Day or Christmas Eve Day. I don't care if it was a Monday, a Wednesday, or a Sunday. How the crowd reacted and it being sort of flat in that stadium can have no bearing on a veteran good football team. And it did. And Justin Jefferson is a thousand percent right in saying what he said, how he said it. And I hope that message was delivered straight upstairs to the Wilts because they are the people that have to hear that. And they are the people who have to say if we were contemplating change, this gets us much closer. Because Justin Jefferson isn't looking to get people fired. What he is looking to do is be on a winner with a winning attitude, with a team that can grasp opportunity and run with said chance. And they failed miserably. And I think Justin Jefferson articulated that perfectly. Opportunity was lost by a group of people who don't even deserve a playoff berth. Now the sad thing is Justin Jefferson does that's, Mm post game preach the surly very story.
2: good very good very good a praise be to Jud. thank you praise thank be to you Judd. thank you my Go son
0: up. all right let's get to it now as we do because we we are contractually obligated declan Goff <laughs> we're going to let you start off silver linings uh we got to find a few things from this game to wrap up that are positives in fact i'm going to let you start while i start to drink from my <laughs> surly furious because <laughs> the only way that i can find something good is perhaps to have a little bit of my favorite beer.
2: Oh, boy. This is one of the toughest silver linings I've had to come to terms with because the Vikings had so many damn chances to win the game off a putrid Matthew Stafford performance, and they weren't able to do so. Yes, sir. So I'm just going to crutch to something very easy. I'm glad Justin Jefferson is pissed off. That's my silver lining. My silver lining is I'm glad he's pissed off. Um, he had 8 catches 116 yards and it still felt like a quiet day when a receiver puts up if if KJ Osborne put up 8 catches for a buck 16 he'd be like damn what a big day for KJ Osborne right like that that's an impressive day for the third wide receiver but JJ Justin Jefferson had what one target I believe going into like the 2 minute warning of the first half he was ignored in the red zone and then when he comes out like that basically just completely upset wanting it to be aggressive there's no energy he should be voicing these things And if he's upset after the loss, good. I want him to be upset about the loss. He's a playmaker. He's a dynamic person. I'm glad he said that. My silver lining is that Justin Jefferson cares about this team. It's not him being a Madonna or a diva. He cares about this team. That's my silver lining.
0: Yes, he knows what winning looks like. And that in no way, shape, or form resembled that. Um, I'm going to stay at the same position group and say this. Because what he did was gutsy. Adam Thielen playing through a high ankle sprain when mm-hmm. he could barely walk takes guts. Do I think it was smart of the team to allow him to play? Probably not. Do, do I, I think that the team will try and cut his pay at some point soon? Probably. But all of that being said, Adam deserves credit. Um, When he got tackled near the goal line by the ankles and stayed down, I thought he, he was done. He tried to come back again. Um, if we're talking about guys who care, he clearly cares a lot. He clearly cares. Um, and how I feel about the team allowing him to play doesn't mean that what he tried to do is not the, the most noble act that he could possibly do in saying, hey, look, we're in a playoff spot. I'm going to try and play. Uh, so, So my silver lining from a game that didn't have a lot is the competitiveness, the desire, and the fact that this guy tried to play through, through a high ankle sprain, which by the way, to be clear, ordinarily can keep you out like
2: a month. Oh yeah. So like, this is not an ankle.
0: It's not an ankle sprain. It's much worse.
2: And Um, you know, I, uh, I, 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 I was saying too, you know, that, early in this episode, like, well, Thielen can act like a Madonna or and, and can get, you know, really frustrated with oh, calls can, yeah. or penalties. But I, I I honestly and and I'm sure he was upset that he wasn't healthy hundred percent. I think it was also more of just, God, this season has been a damn grind and I just yeah. want to be healthy and contributing. And he and he voiced that. So I, I completely get that. But yeah, for him to try to I mean a high ankle sprain man, that 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 is that is legit. And when he got tackled, I mean they, they I believe it was Jalen Ramsey that wrapped him up. He got him right on the ankle. I that mean, he literally, he, he, he had to have, act like, that had to hurt like hell, basically, yeah. is the best way to say that.
0: And he came back and played, and and I think he finally came out, but, I mean, still, and if I'm not mistaken, he cut three passes. So, him trying to play is definitely, when when it looks like this team is as dysfunctional as I think it truly is, and that there's a lot of components here that don't work, a guy trying to play through that he is impressive. It might not be smart, but It's definitely impressive. All right, we are done, Declan Goff. um, You are out tomorrow for Purple Daily. AJ will be in for you. And most importantly, Alex Boone is going to be in. And we are going to get the Rhinos' unvarnished football-y football take on a game that he considered the game of the week. We'll find out. I'm willing to bet he's got some opinions. Um, And then, if I'm not mistaken, Declan, we're all back in tow on Wednesday for the Purple Daily edition of Write That Down. Talk to you soon.